0: Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 11. 11. There's something special about that number 11. I think it means like new beginnings or I see it often, but um, we're not going to go into that. But welcome to episode 11. I am your host, Danielle G. Yeah, that's me. This is Enlightenment 101. And I am so glad that you are here joining me on this journey of enlightenment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. This episode is titled Trust. This one syllable word packs so much. It means everything. Everything. As Brian pointed out to me that I always sound out the word everything. And that is I sound it out, that's because I want you to feel it, right? It's because it's internally, I want to emphasize its impact. So that's why I sounded out. Welcome to episode 11, Trust. It's a superpower that changes the trajectory of all things. So just like one of my favorite tunes that I listen to almost daily by Kirk Franklin, it's called All Things. Talking about all things. Yeah. God can do all things. Talking about nighttime. Lose my way. Yes, all things. All things. Physically, physically, mentally, financially, relationally, and spiritually. So let's start with breaking down with the definition of trust. Let's let's unpack that. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? All right, let's go. So Trust by definition means assured, reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. So by definition, trust means assured, reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. Another part of the definition is one in which confidence is placed. So let's start with just the very first word of trust. Assured. Assured is characterized or security. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed, characterized by security. Let that just marinate for a second. Guaranteed. There's hardly anything in life, if anything, that's guaranteed, not even life itself. So that is part of why trust is so powerful, because it starts with assured. For example, I can say with certainty, I guarantee. These are examples associated with trust when you can say or you hear, I guarantee that these things will happen. I guarantee that I will be there to support you. I can assure you that things are going to work out in your favor. <laughs> That's one of my favorites I say to myself. Trust. What does it mean what happens internally when there is a breach of trust? How does it connect physically, mentally, and financially and spiritually? Well, let's 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 unpack it as we say, right? So let's begin with physically. So physically, we have to trust our bodies and what it can or cannot do. Women who give birth have to trust their bodies to carry, to nurture, to deliver, and as I said, eventually give birth to another human being. That is trusting your body physically and the capabilities of what it, it uh, its ability to procreate. When our bodies have issues, where we may not trust it, the same, uh, trust it the same. Some of us may say things like, "I can't jump as high anymore," or "My body can't do what it used to." You know, as we, I don't like to use the word age <laughs> or older. Uh, I, I like to say seasoned or mature. So as we mature, as our bodies mature, we may not trust our bodies the same. We may not physically trust it the same. So we proceed gingerly, especially if there's been an injury of some sort. So as I mature and become more seasoned, I meet people on this journey who have had some operations, who have had some surgeries, some uh, hip surgeries, or knee surgeries or back surgeries or any of those things. And if you're one of those people who uh, might be listening, you may be able to attest to that you don't trust certain parts of your body the same as before. So physically, you're, you're, you're having to trust your body differently, right? You're having to proceed more carefully, more cautiously. So that's how we can trust uh, physically, on a physical level, Mentally, we often have mental battles going on in our minds that can and often leads to uncertainty, which is the opposite of trust. Remember, trust is about certainty. This can lead to great anxiety, something that has become more common post-pandemic. Is lots of anxiety. We are hearing that more than we ever have before. That a lot of us are suffering with anxieties that we didn't have pre pandemic, and those that did have anxiety, it became more prevalent. So, mentally, we are having to battle with trusting what's going on in our minds and trusting. Uh, how we proceed based on what we're based on our thoughts and what we're thinking. Anxiety is at an all time high according to mental health data. So, this is episode 11. We're talking about trust, and uh, we're talking about, we've talked about so far physically how we have to trust our bodies, mentally, how we have to trust our mind. And that it will lead us in the right directions and directions that are healthy. You know, this episode, as all episodes, are all about well-being. And we can't talk about well-being without talking about trust because it's so relatable. It is uh, something that all of us, to some degree, as I said, have to contend with. Be it physically, be it mentally, be it financially or spiritually or mentally. So we've talked about physically and mentally now we're going to move on to financially. So you may be asking, well how do we how does that connect? What what type of trust is connected to financially? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> if you've ever made any financial investments of any kind, you have to trust the market to some degree. Which is why if you're not an expert, you hire an advisor whose job is to research because it is an uncertain market. So even financially, you have to be able to trust the experts, whether you have funds in a savings, a checking, an investment account, or retirement accounts, all of them will require some level of trust. How many of you recalling, uh, I'm recalling how I grew up if your parents had any any money, uh, like uh, my parents, th- that they didn't put it, they didn't put it in the bank because they didn't trust the bank. <laughs> so they trusted their mattresses. They put their monies under their mattresses or uh, in bags or purses around the house. Whatever the case may be, it was because financially they did not trust the market or trust the banks. What about you, Brian? Do you have any stories that you can add, you know, to add to this thing about trust? Yeah, my grandpa didn't trust banks at all, actually. He uh worked from his garage from home and he did <laughs> a lot of cash, like people coming to him for upholstery for their cars and motorcycles and stuff. And right. he just had that cash stashed on the walls in his in his house. Wow. Grandpa did, grandpa yeah. was stashing the cash. Yeah. Right? So there's a certain level of trust even financially. And even when we think about our money, it literally says on our bills, in God we trust. (laughs) So there is a certain level of trust that has to be um, attached and attained when we're talking about our financial lives and lifestyles as well. So how does it connect relationally? Being in a relationship of any kind requires trust. It is not only relegated to romantic relationships. So more on the romance episode uh, is in episode 10, if you missed it. So go back and listen to episode 10 if you want to know more about the romantic side of of relationships. Uh, That was a good one. But it, it is not only in romantic relationships that we have to establish some sort of trust. But in all relationships, be it friendships, romantic, people that you work with, there has to be some level of trust. But when that trust is broken or breached, which is an infraction or violation, it can be and is often devastating and traumatic. Many of us have experienced broken trust, a breach in trust in relationships that we've had or maybe even having and struggling as to now to navigate how that relationship should now continue or discontinue. I will tell you that when that trust has been broken there isn't a one size fit all approach. There is it is a case by case basis. I don't believe that you throw everyone away that may have caused there's been a, a breach of trust. It depends. I believe that intentions matter. If someone intentionally hurt you, know what they were doing, continue to do it, that's different. It's your call, but my call is certainly to let that go. Because it's now disruptive to your life, your well-being, and all those things we talked about in previous episodes. But again, it's a case-by-case basis. Maybe that person deserves forgiveness. Maybe that person has been apologetic and they've shown you that they're apologetic. So I'm not going to say that, oh, you can't trust them ever again. Some people adopt that attitude if they've had a relationship, a romantic one, and it didn't work out because they couldn't trust the person. They broke that trust. Well, remember, not all men and all women are the same. So if one man... uh, broke that trust, or even two, that does not mean that all men can't be trusted. Same with women. If you had an experience with a woman and she broke that trust doesn't mean that all women can't be trusted. So again, I want to stress, it is a case-by-case basis. That person represents themselves, not every other human being out here on the planet. I think that's a really important one to say because I meet so many people that adopt that attitude that I don't trust men and I don't trust women because this is what happened. That's one man, one woman. You have to go on with your life, even if that person isn't going to be in your life. Maybe you can't trust them again and that you have to discontinue that relationship for your own health. So relationally, it's also important that we, we have trust. It's very important, right? If you want to have a sustainable relationship of any kind. Someone very close to me shared once that they didn't trust a loved one. Seems like an oxymoron, right? Love and trust should be synonymous and on the same page with a loved one, right? Because when you love somebody, they are supposed to love you back or at least you hope. And there's that level of trust that brings that assuredness that we talked about, that security that we talked about. But this person felt that they had experienced from a loved one was in fact unloving and the trust was broken. Again, it's a very hard, traumatic experience when the trust is broken with and between someone that you love or have loved. And let me say this too. When someone breaches that trust uh, in a relationship and there is love there, just because that relationship has been broken by or the trust has broken the relationship doesn't mean you stop loving the person. The act itself is unloving, but the love continues. It just changes, and now you have to change that love to focus more on loving yourself so that you don't you don't trust the behavior. Uh, if they haven't shown you to, to change the behavior, you now cannot trust that person because they haven't changed the behavior. So you still love them maybe, but you have to love yourself more, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So I, too, have experienced trust being broken, as many of you, if not all of you out there listening. It's not a good feeling, (laughs) right? It is not a good feeling at all. And that's when you have to go into that place that we talked about, not sure what episode, wounds and scars. You have to decide, you have to decide that this is not going to keep me, get me, I'm going to turn this around and heal, so, as I said, many of you, I myself included, have experienced trust being broken, both big and small. You have somewhere you may notice something and just, you know, you shrug it off and say, well, I don't trust him or her. And you move on. It's easy. You show me who you are. I get it. Or something big that makes you take a seat and reevaluate the entire relationship. So there's different levels of trust, right? Just like there's different levels of love. There's different levels of it. Some people who you don't trust, uh, it's quickly. They show you quickly. I've met some people. I'm like, ah, don't trust her. Mm, Don't trust him. I'm good. (laughs) I'm moving on. Right? That's easy. Easy peasy, as they say. But then those that you have established some type of relationship, oh, and let it just be all you did was love them and they and they destroy that trust, that's a hard one, right? So as I said, there's a lot to unpack and I'm not sure if I can do it all in one episode, but I'll do my best to enlighten us, enlighten us all because that's why we're all here, right? To be enlightened, enlightenment 101. So after covering physically, mentally, financially, relationally, what does it mean It means we all have trust issues. You know how you meet some people and they say she or he has trust issues. Well, if we think about it, now that we've covered all of the different categories from physically, mentally, financially, relationally, we all have trust issues. Some of us don't trust our bodies. Some of us don't, don't trust the banks or the market. Some of us don't trust some of the people that in our lives or have been or was. Some of us don't trust some of our thoughts that we have mentally. Out of those aforementioned categories, we all have experienced trust issues in any or all of them. Now, I know you might be saying, oh, man, she forgot spiritually. Nope. I saved the best for last. (laughs) Spiritually, this is what we're called to be, spirits, period. God is made of spirit. God is all-knowing, knew we would have trust issues. Now, I say this all the time and I'll keep saying it because I want everyone to feel welcomed and everyone to be open to being enlightened and not be stifled by what they think is religion. This is not religious programming. This is enlightenment. My spirit connects to your spirit on the level of enlightenment, that's it. So whether you read the Bible, whatever, the Quran or whatever you read, or if not, if anything, you're welcome. And this platform is open to all who want to be enlightened. Having said that, I believe in God, and and I, that's going to come out of me cuz that's what's in me so god knew we would have trust issues god sent his son jesus so that we might trust the word more willingly if we saw jesus in the miracles that historically has he has performed and uh, currently we're more likely to trust that there is a God. I know I might be going a little deeper, but that's okay. All are welcome, as I said, to be enlightenment on Enlightenment 101. Question it, if you will. That's a good thing. I'm, I'm not, I welcome you to question it. That's, that's a part of enlightenment. That's in par, a part of the enlightenment process. Question it, if you will. That is a good thing. I have no ego about that. This platform is filled with spirit in this delivery. So absolutely question it. So be enlightened. Ask questions. That is a part, again, that is a part of the journey. God loves when we ask questions. That's how you build your own relationship with God and trust. Hence, knowing and trusting God for yourselves. I think that's super important. There's so many platforms out here all professing to be prophets and all professing to be God sent. I especially love it when I hear people say, God told me to tell you, well, God doesn't, God can speak directly to me. (laughs) I believe that God uses others to speak to us uh, as well. But I think that there is a, a pervasiveness of that type of messaging. And let me say, I'm not um, against any of the the programs or platforms. You have to do what's best for you. All I ask is that you ask the questions for yourself. You can talk to God for yourself. And you don't have to be in a building to do it. Yes, I do believe church is a good thing. It allows you to fellowship with like-minded people, like-spirited people. Absolutely. I grew up in the church. I still attend church. But I do believe that God is within, within, with you and in you. That means you can be any place. You can be in your closet. You can be in your car. You can be in the studio. Within, that means everywhere. God is not relegated to a building on four walls. So I think if we can get and gain and keep that concept, that will be what sustains us. That will be what we can trust. So anyway... Again, I believe that spiritually um, we have to gain a certain amount of trust as well. And I believe that that is why in the Bible, the word trust appears in almost every book of the Bible. Why? Because God wants us to put all of our trust in God, not our finances, not our relationships, not in our own minds and ideas or our own physical strengths. So many times throughout the books of the Bible it says to trust in the Lord, not in our money. What happens when your finances go down? if you've put all your all your trust in your money? What happens when those relationships uh, pass or go away and you put all your trust in those relationships. But if you trust in the Lord, if you trust in God, who does not change, No matter what's going on in this world, and there is a lot of things going on in this world right now, I'm telling you, your head and your mind, everything can be on a swivel. But if you just come back to that secret place where you touch base with the God that's with and in you, that will be what you can trust. We can't even trust everything we see in media anymore. Everything has been edited and sliced and diced to sell us a lot of different ideas. So, The scripture that takes this home is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own what? Your own understanding. That means not your own mindset, your own thoughts. God tells us that my thoughts are not your thoughts. So we have to understand that we're not going to understand everything. And that's where the trust comes in. You have to just trust it. So trust God to lead you financially. Um, As I said earlier in the episode, this is episode 11 on trust. The buck literally starts and stops with God. Even the money says in God, we trust. Trust in God mentally. Ask God to help you get your mind right. Trust in God relationally. Ask God to lead you to the people that are like-minded, that mean you well, that wants the best for you. Ask God to um help you trust your body physically and if you know, to to get your body where you need it to be so you can trust it more. And of course, spiritually, all-encompassing. Will there be challenges? You bet. It's one day at a time. There's a reason why the word tells us. To not worry about tomorrow and let tomorrow worry worry about itself, because there will be challenges. In that trusting, but we're in this together, and I'm right there with you. I tell I tell you guys all the time I have not mastered this this thing called life. I'm right there with you, seeking, growing, sharing, and that's what we're all supposed to be doing, as you know, and as you grow, share. Make us all better. Right? We're not meant to hoard our gifts. We're meant to share our gifts and trust that they will be received in the way that they should. If you're honest and authentic about sharing that gift, trusting the process, trust me, there were many ways I could have done this podcast. I wanted to do it the most authentic and trust the process. So, you know, I always like to leave you with a quote. The greatest proof of love is trust. That's our quote for today of Enlightenment 101, episode 11 Trust. The greatest proof of love is trust. That's by Joyce Brothers. Thank you for joining me. And Brian, where's the music? well thank you guys for joining me and I hope to uh, oh please like please share please comment on whatever platform you are Um, yeah and I hope to uh, you guys join me next time have a good one